Hello, listener. Welcome to Marching In, a dedicated Southampton FC podcast hosted by me, Luke Innes, and Sam Apperton. Music comes from Lawrence Norton. If you want to stay up to date with the pod and find out about future guests and upcoming episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Marching In Pod. Welcome, listener, to a, another episode of the Marching In podcast. A lot has changed since the last time we podded, so we're going to cover a lot of ground pretty quickly. But as ever, me, Lucas, is joined by Sam Apperson. How are you, Sam? Yeah, not too bad as well. It's very rare, but always nice to pod after a victory. Doesn't happen very often. What is that? Is that our, is that our fourth Premier League win of the season? Fifth. 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 Yeah. Trying to think now of the games that we've won. Leicester, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea twice. twice. Yeah, Chelsea twice. <laughs> yeah, Bournemouth. And then what was the fifth? Everton. There we go. How could I forget Nathan Jones's only Premier League win? Do you think that'll be his only ever Premier League win in his entire managerial career? Yeah, he's too busy. With the, he's too busy playing the, the, the Dorset Premier League. He's playing on Saturday. Yeah, who who did he turn out for? Was it Cranbourne? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, he lasted ten minutes and got injured. I think. Got an assist though. He did so. Yeah. No longer compromising on his principles, and he's turning out for Cranbourne. Uh, Sam, last time we podded, Jones was still in charge, and we both agreed that we couldn't see it going much further. We then somehow lost against 10-man Wolves. Since then, we've had the hokey-cokey with Jesse Marsh, where it seemed like it was a certainty. I think betting was 1-100 to on that he was going to become Saints manager. That fell through. And the fan base has united around an unlikely hero in Ruben Sellers. You were there in the away end on Saturday, singing his name proudly, I assume. Oh yeah, it was um, it was it was very odd. Like I was, I was, I was. I mean, I was. I think me and you were quite similar. We were like very worried about Sellers being given a chance. He's inexperienced. Obviously, players take to him, but that sort of worried me as well that the players take to him so much that I mean they've had players. Let's be honest, for the past year or so, have been a been a shambles, and I think they needed someone to come in and kick kick a few asses. But then again. I think Nathan Jones did that and that didn't go too well. But yeah, Saturday was really good. It was, I mean, especially first, I mean, first half, we were excellent. Probably the best I've seen this play for a long time. And um, I mean, I thought we were okay first half in balls, to be honest. But then doubt crept in after the red card for some reason and um, and the rest is history. Yeah, Saturday were excellent. We, um, we pressed at the right times. We worried Chelsea with different threats. The pace of Sulemana was a, a big a big factor early on. He had a good chance. Uh, on Onuachu looked good, looked good with the ball. I think um, well, he, had, he had quite a bad challenge for him, actually. He's not really been flagged the last couple of days, but I mean, Kudabali probably should have been sent off. Mm. Challenge on him. 
And yeah, we just looked like a team. We just looked like a team that's playing. Well, we looked like, looked like our team from a year ago again, really, especially in the first half. With um, it's probably why Elliot Moussi and Armstrong both started suited so sort of playing that inverted number ten role. And um, yeah, it was really good. Second half, we um, I mean, we rode our luck, didn't we? I mean, I think it, if Perro did that another nine times on the line, then. One of those, one or two of those times, he's going to smash the ball into his own net. Yeah, it was it was great. Like you can tell, the fans really bought into it. It's probably the best away atmosphere I've been at for quite a long time, and um, yeah, it was a really good to come away with the win. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about a few elements of the game. It makes sense to start with that lineup because potentially fans were a little surprised to see some familiar faces, but ultimately. Seemed like Ruben, from what he has said, has quite a lot of respect for Ralph and some of the principles that Ralph was known for. We effectively went back to that kind of standard system that we were very familiar with under Hassan Hill. And it did just seem like that first half, we kind of knew our, our roles. As you said, the pressing triggers were there. We looked relatively comfortable on the ball. There was, I think, kind of a, a real push to play the right way, in inverted commas. Um, and we we looked pretty solid. I guess, had it not been for Salisu's injury, I assume just because of, you know, Seles speaking the way he has about wanting kind of that aggressive defending, our first choice centre-back pairing would be Belakotchap and, and Salisu. W- would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I mean, I think they're probably our two best players, two best centre-backs when they're um, they're both on form. I thought Belakotchap looked somewhere close to his best. He's not really done not really done since the World Cup, really, since his injury. Um, but obviously, at the start of the season, I think one of his standout games was Chelsea at home, where he, um, he, was, he was excellent that night. And... Yeah, Salisu obviously the, the the pace of both of them sort of lends the fact that they can be a bit more aggressive and um, push up a lot more. And I think another surprise in the night was you make null. He's the slot straight back in. I know he's been been out injured, but there was a lot of noise during the week that he was sort of coming back to full fitness. So that was a bit of a surprise. But he was he was good. He got caught a couple of times. Yeah, he got caught in behind a couple of times, but other than that, he was really good. It was a sensational block he made. Yeah, sort of got on the right, sort of got on the radar a little bit after um, Perro's goal line clearance. But block he makes from Sterling early on in the second half was was brilliant. Um, yeah, it was it was a funny game because I mean, I, I didn't actually for some reason I didn't read Chelsea's lineup before the game. I was in the pub in in Putney, but then I got the train to the ground and. For some reason, I didn't take any notice of what Chelsea's lineup was. Got into the ground, and I saw, I was like, what, what is this? And I saw, saw Fafana, saw Madueki. It was really odd. But to see that, I think Chelsea's two best players are Rhys James and Thiago Silva. And to see both of them not playing, I thought, I mean, it's given us a bit of a boost that because. I mean, let's be honest, Thiago Silva is what, 38, 39, but he, he's an absolute Rolls Royce. I think he's a sensational footballer. Reese James is probably England's best right back. And it's, to see both of those players not playing was, was a nice little boost. It was, yeah. I think when I saw that, 
I, I don't know. I, I I just ultimately felt you talk about the away and being a good atmosphere. I just felt that a bit of a weight since Jones has gone has been lifted. And I, we kind of saw the fan base unite even around the idea of Marsh taking over. And then when it felt like it was going to be sellers for the short term, at least again, like it did give everyone a boost. And like you say, seeing that Chelsea lineup probably added to that somewhat. Um, yeah. And I guess they were away in, in Dortmund in midweek, weren't they? And it seemed like potentially it was a tight turnaround for some of those those players at least. Um, I guess to go in chronological order, we had a team sheets announced and then we saw Sellers' suit, which, wow, that does not look like a man that is short on confidence. I think if he comes in the typical track suit, like we're like, yeah, probably does feel a bit like a, a caretaker or you know, number two stepping up. But this guy wants it, doesn't he? You compare it to like, is it Scabada at Leeds? He's, he's, prop, he's gone for the tracksuit. He's he's caretaker. He's caretaker. That's he's a caretaker. caretaker. That's a caretaker every day of the week. Yeah, whereas Salas is stressed for the job you want, isn't it? And he definitely wants a manager's job. And I mean, it's, a, it's going to be a contribution of factors, a combined a combination of factors that... Um, that he, I think he'll get end up getting the job. I, I, don't, I think it's probably too early to give him the job just yet. I don't think you can just go off one result. I still think you need to maybe give one, one, one or two more games just to just to see whether the landers lie after a couple more games. But with with the with the sort of the dearth of um, alternatives, with now that Jesse Marsh is out of the picture or seemingly out of the picture. Uh, the fact that players really have responded well to Sellers after one game, hopefully after Leeds and Leicester as well, he can add to that. Then, yeah, I see him getting the job to end of the season. I, I, I was against it, but fair play. He's, he, came in, he came in and really um, picked the players up. And I mean, to get that performance out of them, which is more than we've had since, possibly since the Chelsea home game this season in terms of level of performance, it's, mm. yeah, it's really good to see. I mean, I know... Having a fit Romeo Lavender just completely oh. changes the dynamic. The, the guy's an absolute Rolls Royce. I spoke to a couple of Chelsea fans at work, and they were like, "That player, he, he's not well. He won't be playing for you much longer." I was like, "Well, yeah, obviously, you're, you're absolutely right." <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't see why Man City wouldn't sign him back to us. He he was so good, Sam, and obviously his his only goal for us came in the home game, where again he was mustered. But he just looked back to his best. And, you know, in, in a way, potentially something we've got to thank Jones for. We haven't got many things. But he didn't kind of run him completely into the ground when pretty much he is, you know, maybe second to JWP, our, our, our best player. And he he did, his minutes were managed coming back from that injury. And he just looks so good. There's that one kind of drop of the shoulder which just opens up the whole whole game, which I know has done the rounds on social. But like if you if you watch a compilation of pretty much everything he did in the game, he's so so good. Um, and I think I don't know. I just kind of feel like if the players are buying into sellers, at least in the short term, if he is able to get the best out of some of our our young players, I thought Bazunu had probably one of his strongest games for for us as well and give those players a boost like let's let's see what we can get out of them you mentioned Onuachu I think just looks like potentially slightly 
different player to what I, I thought he might be. Like his touch and his link-up play is pretty decent. And I think that is one thing that I was, I was pretty impressed with. He has the the one-headed chance from Ward Prowse's cross that that kind of is his biggest chance of note. And I think if we can do that a little bit more, like if he can isolate a, a fullback or a centre-half who he can beat in the air, like he, he does feel like a, a threat up there. Yeah, he does. And um, especially with players getting in and around him, like like Suleiman or like Stuart Armstrong, really going to add to his... Um, Add to his attributes and um, yeah, just it'd be nice to see him get a goal. But he did; he does contribute and sort of a surprise to see him go off go off, go off as early as he did. I was a bit worried when the subs were made that early. Was it Walcott? Especially mm. Walcott. Yeah, Walcott, Mara. Who else came on? Oh, I can't, I can't remember now. Is it? Nor can I. Uh, Not no, Al Alcraz came on later with Diallo, didn't he? We made three subs at once, though. Adam, Adam Armstrong, was it? Yeah. Did Suleimana come off at that fifty-nine point as well? Yeah, so, they all yeah. did. Yeah, they all did. Yeah, yeah. Adam Armstrong. Yeah, because you missed that chance near near the end. Yeah, it was a tough one. I mean, that would obviously have wrapped it up. And I also thought Mara did quite well in in the breakaway chance that he had, and then at the yeah. last, kind of got yeah, just just got tackled, but he got round Kovacic quite nicely. I think it was. Um, but yeah, I, I, similar to you, thought, yeah, slightly strange to make those subs, but feels like Sellers is, is trying to get quite a lot out of the full squad. Having said that, and some comments have, have come out around things he said privately, apparently he said to some players, you're, you're effectively not going to feature for us. Um, and I, I guess there's no point playing a complete guessing game here, but any idea on who he might be alluding to there? Well, I think we all thought that on Saturday that we'd see there'd be Corsic and Schlesser would both be in the squad because he thought Jones has gone now there's been some calls of him sort of falling out but we didn't fancy them but now he's gone he'll, they'll be featuring him more heavily in the squad but neither of them featured on Saturday and I just wonder whether, whether something's up there um, off the top of my head I can't really think of many more mm. but yeah fair yeah you never know. There might be a knock somewhere here or there. So you're not really too sure, but yeah. Yeah, Adams. Adams was out with a knock, wasn't he? Um, yeah. But I don't think that's too long term, and I'd expect to see him involved um, versus Leeds. Just, just huge, mate. And I mean, if, if we didn't pick up three points, it sounds kind of mental saying that going away to Stamford Bridge. But see, a few other results kind of didn't go away. If you did at, at the weekend, but it, it did start to feel, given we couldn't really see where a win was coming from that we would just be cut adrift, but it becomes very tight again. Like if we potentially can pick up one win out of our next two, we face Leeds away and Leicester at home, then like it, it does feel like there's a bunching of the pack somewhat. Yeah. If we, if we hadn't won, especially if we'd lost on Saturday, I think that, that's pretty much it. It would have been ejection really because I think, you, I think you'd probably come out of that game. I know, I know we did win in the end, but if, if we'd lost that game, you probably would come out of that game thinking, oh, at least other teams are probably, probably going to drop points. We're not going to be too far away. But to see Everton winning, I mean, I probably did fancy them against Leeds anyway, but the Bournemouth, the Bournemouth win at Wolves was, um, was, yeah, was a big surprise, especially how Wolves have been under Lopetegui so far. So they've sort of given themselves a chance as well. Yeah, it was massive. And 
if we can just string two or three results together now, then it's just going to give us a massive boost and just just give us a fighting chance, really. We, I mean, me and my mate who I went, went with on Saturday were sort of going through the results, our predicted results for the rest of the season, and he was relatively optimistic and still went, we still ended up on about 34, 35 points. So that was... Um, yeah, a bit, a bit, a bit of a downer. But we obviously, he obviously, obviously didn't have us winning at Chelsea. Mm, so mm. there's a long way to go. There's a lot of twists and turns. We've given ourselves a fighting chance, and if we can defend like we did on Saturday, and then just be a bit more clinical. There's a couple of times on Saturday we should have been more clinical in terms of our counter attacks. We probably, should, we probably could have scored one or two more. Yeah, and yeah. It's just to give us a fighting chance. Leeds, Leeds will give us a chance on Saturday. We just need to be clinical. Yeah. We might as well move on to the Leeds game. But just looking at the table, Sam, Leicester go Leicester versus Arsenal this weekend is the same game week as us away at Leeds. If, you know, and, and this is a big if given how few games we've won this season, but if we win our game and Leicester lose versus Arsenal, if we then beat them at home, we're on the same point as, as Leicester. Which you know, yeah. I know they've had some horrid runs, but they've also put together some pretty decent runs as well under Rogers, and seem to be getting back to kind of how good they were, especially with Madison and, and Ian Atcho back. Um, so it it does just show how tight it is. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know that that it's not out of the realms of possibility that we pick up three points and they pick up zero this weekend. Um, Should we talk about? I know. It's just sort of a regular occurrence now, but for me, it's sort of like Walt Prowse, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it almost, it's, uh, as you say, regular occurrence and becomes such a normality that it's not even really factored in, but just incredible. The, uh, obviously, his his numbers compared to, like, uh, quite frankly, an alien in, in Lionel Messi don't really, you know, matter too much. Like, he he is the best Premier League free kick taker of all time. I know he's played it down and say for him it's still Bex, but like there's just he, I think he could easily smash the record. I don't think he's gonna you know surpass it you know by one or two. I think he could beat it by a considerable amount. It's just when it was given on Saturday, you could sort of feel the a the excitement in the home and in the in the Saints end, but. Just you just sent it around the ground. The Chelsea fans sort of was new. They knew that they knew what was coming, and yeah, he just couldn't have put it in a better position for himself. I mean, I've been I've been at the ground for so many of those now. I mean, and it just feels inevitable when he gets it. And it's just yeah, it's an incredible bit of a weapon. It's an incredible weapon for our armory. We've got a few players who can sort of win free kicks in that position, and then Wall Prowse be licking his lips. And yeah, just trying to think what's I mean, the Wolves one's probably his best one, isn't it? But in terms of importance, and you don't get much more important than that on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I think people have done this, but in terms of how many points he's actually won, if you also think about our two wins post World Cup, you know, he scored all three goals in that. In, in, in those games and two of them were free kicks and like you say it's just a, a feeling of inevitability I think even Aspilicueta when he gave away the foul there was I think his reaction in, you know initially was like rather than I don't think that's a foul he's frustrated that you've given it away within that area um, and his, his, his technique is just just incredible like uh, I think a lot of 
journalists and others have, have, have commented on like his, he kind of collapses his body almost to, to generate that spin. And it doesn't, I think Daniel Story was talking about this on the Totally Football Show yesterday, but it doesn't even really necessarily need to be like right in the corner. His accuracy is incredible, but you get so much like spin and and, and dip on that ball that it, it just becomes almost impossible for the keeper to to save it. And feel so, so lucky that he's he's our player. And well, if we do have a fighting chance of staying in the league, potentially we've got a fighting chance of keeping him um, if if things go go well. But who knows? Um, just qu- very quickly to wrap on the Chelsea game before we move on to a Leeds preview. I think it was Saints FC podcast put a poll up that if Potter was sacked by Chelsea, would you take him? Yes. It was a pretty big yes from me as well, but the the poll results were relatively interesting. I, I haven't actually seen the final ones, but I think from their comments, it was pretty balanced. Um, and I, I shudder to think that's just an in, very much a recency bias to what's happened with Sess in the last four days. Um, but, you know, Potter for me is a like a, an, an elite coach and, and very, very good. And I, I, I just can't see it lasting much longer with Chelsea though I kind of feel like Bowley will, will pull the trigger at some point I don't know what your thoughts are on that I think it's tough for him because I do, I do really rate Potter I think he, he's worth sticking with but he's been thrust into a situation where he said so many of these new players just put put, them to, put into his squad he's got like 33 players I think 33 international players and they're all fit and it's just like how can you please all of those players and yeah, and also I think with, with being a Chelsea manager, you've sort of got to be a bit of a, you've got to have a bit of an aura about you, like a Conte, like a Mourinho, like a, I mean, an Ancelotti back in the day. He wasn't quite, I never really saw Ancelotti as sort of the um, the bastard that uh, Mourinho could be at times. But um, yeah, it's just having that aura about you, isn't it? Because you see someone like, you look, look back and a young coach like AVB really, really struggled there and, yeah, you, I think you've got to be a certain type of manager to be Chelsea manager. I know things have changed in terms of ownership, but they're just—they're not about the long-term project. Chelsea fans—they're about—they're about winning trophies in the here and now, and it's—it's worked for them for twenty odd years. And I'm not sure they have the patience for a long-term project like that. So. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Right then, Samuel, let's move on to the Leeds fixture coming up this weekend. They. They're in a bit of an interesting situation managerially themselves. I mean, it's effectively two number twos going against one another this weekend. You alluded to Skabala's attire. Uh, it's not. It's not gone so well. Is it too? They obviously had a weird thing with the fixtures where they played United. I think two games in a row, didn't they? Where they drew 2-2 away, then lost 2-0 at home. But I think by all accounts, they're pretty good in, in, in both those games. And then lost versus Everton and looking at the numbers and also looking at the highlights, it didn't really feel like Everton were in, in kind of big danger of dropping points in that fixture. What are your thoughts going into this one? It's going to be tough. I mean, obviously, it's the big thing about the Ellen Road crowd. Once they get up, it's very tough to sort win a game at Ellen Road but um, we've got some really good players going forward Leeds I mean Nonto's been exceptional this season hasn't he since he's sort of coming, to the, coming and being a first team regular 
other players there like Somerville. You obviously got the two midfielders and Adams and McKenney, the two USA midfielders. Bamford's sort of getting himself back to full fitness. I'm not sure if he's um isn't really I don't think he'll hit the highest of what he did in Leeds' first season out, but sort of getting himself back to that level again and um they've definitely got players we can expose, especially at the back, and um it's gonna be gonna be a tough game, but it's very, very, very winnable. Does seem like they may have a new manager in charge on Saturday in Javi Grazia. Not sure that will quite get the um the appetite of the Leeds fans too too, too excited. But um, is that is that the is that seems heavily like, linked? Okay. Seems like it's happening, yeah. She's okay. Bit, she did okay at Watford, didn't he? But um it's not really gonna be it's not he's not quite a BLC, is he? No, and they they were kind of looking for potentially someone in that Bielsa mode, wasn't it? It was Iriola and Carlos Corbran as well were, were heavily linked when he, he first lost the job. Um, yeah, interesting. I know I know nothing about. I didn't know didn't know about that link, but it yeah it does seem yeah I've just seen the Athletic set to confirm Javi Garcia as new head coach. Okay, so it won't mean those two number twos going up against each other on Saturday at all. Um, Interesting. I kind of feel like from what I, I follow a few Leeds fans on Twitter, it felt like a, a, you know a change needed to be made. I think they had potentially arranged some sort of protest for, before the game. I don't know if you saw that um, against us on Saturday, complaining about ownership and decisions. So maybe that might um, quell some of those feelings. It is going to be a really tough game. They've, I, I kind of... Defensively, I think they are really poor. And I would say that, you know, 75% of that defence is championship level. But then kind of the further you get up the pitch, they've just got some really, really good attacking players. And I think Sinistera is struggling with injury, but he's a player I really like. Somerville's come in and, you know, added something to that as well. Harrison, I think, always, you know, can can unlock a, a defence. I think he's a, a decent attacking option. I know there was links with him away from Leeds, but I, I personally just think that they've they've got quite a lot going forward that will give us problems. But it's just, it's just such an interesting game. I think if we go into this game, if we go into either of the Chelsea fixture or the Leeds game with Jones in charge, you're like, yeah, we're, we're going to get beat here. But we, we, it should be a pretty good atmosphere in the away end. And... I think the team should be confident that we can go there and get something. Yeah, it's the old cliche, isn't it? Sort of weather the early storm with the Leeds crowd and you can sort of get them nervous again and keep keep it nil-nil early. And yeah, you've got you've definitely got yourselves a chance. I think we'll create chances. But whether we take them, which has been the issue for a long, long time. Um, staying solid with the backs to be big. You wonder if Silesia comes straight back in. Yeah, someone like Suleiman, I may fancy against their defence, whereas obviously Wilfred Nonto will against ours. But yeah, it's just it's important not to lose. But at this stage of the season, I think we need to be going for the win. Yeah, we do. Just you mentioned Suleiman and potentially haven't really covered his his impact. He was the like the one standout player, I think, from the disaster that was Wolves and 
just offers us that little something that I don't think we've had. I think there have been comparisons inside the club, apparently, with Sadio Mane, but you know, he, he does have that kind of electric pace. He can go past players so well. And, you know, potentially where someone like an Adozi could beat a man, I'm not sure how like electric he could be pace-wise, and his final product wasn't that good. I think Suleiman has got like he's got composure in those really important areas. And I think if we can get him space and and get him opportunities, then yeah, he he will he will damage leads. Any selection changes that, you know, potentially Barcelisi coming back in, do you see Maitland Niles starting right back again over KWP? Um, I mean, I'd probably be inclined to bring Walker-Peters back in, but I mean, the way if Maitland Niles can replicate his performance last week, then and yeah, I wouldn't have any issue with him staying in the, in the team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Walker-Peters is probably our best defender and probably does deserve his place back in the team, but we'll see what we'll see what Salas comes up with. Walker-Peters, correct me if I'm wrong, went on that incredible dribbly sort of run to win last three, season yeah, yeah uh, at Ellen Road last season that, that Ward Prowse ultimately put in that run was actually incredible <laughs> that carries the ball probably about 50 yards yeah um yeah I, I I love KWP and obviously if he's being rushed back from injury then I understand it but he is an upgrade oh. I think on Maitland Niles in that area having said that you know, Maitland Niles put in probably his best showing in a Saints shirt and potentially unfortunate, you know, to 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 lose out. And tall Paul up top over Adams if Adams is fit. I'd, I'd carry on with him, yeah. I think you'd I think you'd give them something different to worry about. I don't really rate Leeds defence and just I think it's important to really give them something to worry about. Whereas Adams, if he's fit, he can come off the bench and sort of that. Add, add um add something but I, I definitely carry on with one who actually yeah fair and from what I saw and this has been a shortcoming of Leeds pretty much since they've been promoted that they are really vulnerable to set pieces and Everton created a number of key openings against them you know Tarkovsky I think had a really big chance against them last weekend and if we can keep that height in the team the likes of better Kotchap and Onoachi from set pieces could be interesting Sam our next what have we got? Our next three fixtures. Is it, it's obviously Leeds, Leicester, and then is it Grimsby? Uh, it's Grimsby, I... between, Grimsby between Leeds and Leicester. Grimsby between Leeds and Leicester, of course. And then the following two league fixtures, is it United and Brentford? Or am I getting those two? United and Brentford, yeah. yeah. Fine. Okay. Well, we'll finish as we quite often do with a little points prediction from our next four Premier League games, which is Leeds away, Leicester at home. It's then United at Old Trafford, isn't it? And then Brentford at St Mary's. Um, five. Ooh. That's more optimistic than you usually are, Sam. <laughs> yeah. You've got me the good Rose-tinted glasses from singing Ruben Sellers' name. <laughs> yeah, exactly, what, is the, exactly. what is the preferred song? Because I think I heard on the telly just a simple Ruben, Ruben. But then it does seem like well, he's already we, got his own song as well. We've got Ruben Sellers by the sounds of it. Yeah. Going to keep us up and win the FA Cup. Which, um, I mean, I'd take that. I'm not going to lie to you, but we'll see. Well, again, the the fixture that you we we touched on is the Grimsby home fixture. Like we couldn't have really wished for a kinder draw, could we? I mean, obviously that there was potential for it to be Luton at home, which would have been funny had Jones still been here. But 
I mean, like we we should definitely be progressing in that. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be an um, opportunity probably for other players to play. But yeah, a League Two team at home, you have to be getting through that. And then yeah, you're, you're, then, you're, then you're only one win from Wembley. So you just never know. Mate, things are looking up, baby. <laughs> Far more positive atmosphere than our last podcast where we didn't actually think Jones would even get the sack that soon, but he, he did, thank God. Apparently, this is something that came up, I think, in the potentially Total Saints podcast. I can't remember if it was the last episode or the one before it, but I think it was Jacob Townsville or someone else said that the rumour was in that Wolves game, players just stopped listening to Jones. And at least in the first half, when we were pretty decent, just started doing their own thing and not really following instructions. And ultimately, when that starts happening, yeah, there's only there's only one answer to to the question: and should he keep his job? So I think the players the players won't be compromised. Yeah, I know. It's interesting, isn't it? What you said about the players really like sellers, and it feels like there's quite a lot of a feeling inside the club that we should kind of do what the players want. I mean, I think. I don't know, there's been a lot made of that on social, but look, we're in a good spot now. And I think if we can if we can pick up those five points, I think in the next four, then I think that's as good as a points return as most other clubs down there get. There's some clubs with some real tough run down there as well. So yeah, relatively hopeful. Sam, it's been good to talk it through. Always nice after a victory. Any final words for the listener? Right, let's hope for another victory this weekend. Huge game, but yeah, fingers crossed. It is massive, isn't it? Leeds have had Evan away, then us at home. They are t- that's two huge games for the relegation battle. Let's let's hope it. Uh, yeah, yeah, things go well for us as they did on on Saturday. All right, mate. Well, good to chat, and uh, yeah, we'll speak very soon. Mm-hmm.